Hey there, Mystic Falls. I'm your co-host, Arisa. I'm Sam. And I'm Hannah. And we're your co-hosts of This Doesn't Suck, your weekly Vampire Diaries recap podcast. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about episode 103, Friday Night Bites. This episode aired September 24th, 2009. Uh, It was written by Barbie Kleiman and Brian Holdman. Uh, Barbie wrote like five episodes in season one, and she was a producer, and then she went off to do other great things. Uh, Brian co-wrote two episodes in season one, um, and it was directed by John Dahl, who was a regular director from season one through season four. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're at the point in the season where I think we can start inserting some recaps and promos. So I think here we'll go ahead and play uh, last week's recap to catch us back up to where we were. All that plot that we got through the last couple of episodes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was like a lot of plot development that we were missing. Um, So let's listen to that. Previously on The Vampire Diaries. For over a century, I have lived in secret until now. I know the risk, but I have to know her. I'm Elena. I'm Stefan. I know. I'm Damon, Stefan's brother. You didn't tell me you had a brother. Being around her, being in her world, does make you feel alive. You told me about your ex, Catherine. She broke your heart. It was a long time ago. I'm going to give you Elena's cell number. What are you up to? That's for me to know and you to dot, dot, dot. I was hoping I'd see you again. Uh, and then um, let's listen to how the CW was promoting the Vampire Diaries back in 2009. Uh, I've got the promo here up on YouTube. I'll I'll tweet this out as well. Oh, sweet. Yeah. (laughs) Look at you. You look hot in your jersey. It's also rah-rah go team. It has been a long time since I have seen a kid with hands like these. Did you see something? It was death. Okay, so as we said last week, this episode is Friday Night Bites. Uh, vampire football, what did you guys think? Um, you go ahead, Sam. <laughs> you go first. Uh, I, you know, it, it was interesting. I wasn't like, I wasn't sure if he was like, if I was expecting it to be like Vampire Baseball from Twilight where everyone is like working or, you know, doing everything fast. Like, I think he was clearly like trying to not show his powers. And I did like that they, but I did like that they like tried to play it up. Like he was this amazing wide receiver and you didn't really see anything like that spectacular, you know, Mm -mm. like it wasn't any like one, you know, one handed grabs or like, you know, diving things. It was just like, yeah, he, you know, he can run routes. He, it was he, like normal football. Yeah, yeah, it looked very normal. How are you, Hannah? Do you have any uh, just initial impressions of the football part of the um, episode? So, I, like, I buy like part of my personal brand is that like I don't care for football. It's very original. <laughs> um, it's a very original thing for me. Um, nobody else has that, so that's what sets me <laughs> apart. Um, 
But so anytime I see just like generic football scenes, I'm always just like, okay, like I can just use this as a plot device. Like you can just say like any sport and I'm in. Like I don't care about football, like the athleticism of it. But like, do I love a sports story and like a football drama? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's roll. So I was, um, I was pretty satisfied this week, especially I think because Frankly, probably because like the football scenes were not anything yeah. special. Like they just ran around and I was like, yeah. okay, yeah. cool. I got that. Thanks. Bye. Did either of you watch Friday Night Lights? Oh, yes. Yeah. How about you, Sam? I have not. I need to. You have not? Uh, it's an excellent, excellent television show. I think it's honestly one of my favorite television shows of all time. Um, yes, I would second that. And the football scenes in Friday Night Lights, I mean, this this sounds like a tangent, but I'm, I'm making a point. Um, the football scenes in Friday Night Lights are so excellent and so exciting and so well choreographed and executed. Um, and of course, you know, they're just humans. Uh, but yeah. I think that uh, the the contrast of that to this episode, like, cracks me up every single time. <laughs> Yeah. Every time I watch this episode, because it's so like subpar, like choreography, the the camera work is kind of like, eh, you know, like you you're just not. They didn't into... even they didn't even play a game, did well... they? Did they ever actually play a game? <laughs> well, so that's also what's hilarious about this episode because, like, you know, we'll just talk about the episode as a whole because Mr. Tanner gets killed at the end, so that's the end of the season. <laughs> yeah. They never play football again. Yeah, which is great. I love this plot device. Like I love it even more on this show. It's so funny to me. It's just so good. It's so funny. They're like, okay, we're gonna do a football episode and we're gonna, you know, promo the shit out of it and you know, Stefan in a jersey and you know, blah blah blah. And then like literally like Damon ruins the entire football season by Uh, killing the football guy. Truly, truly. It's and so I funny. will say, like, if we're just jumping to that moment, I did not see it coming. No, no I was me like, neither. no way. Like, that's crazy. No. <laughs> it's so crazy. I thought he was. I so, thought the coach was going to be like one of the main antagonists of the show. You know, like he was going to yeah. be yeah, the main human antagonist. He was going to like sniff out some. Like, I was totally waiting for him to be a villain, and then he's just yeah. immediately dead. <laughs> He's the first non-stranger to die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like there's like a significant plot point. Yeah. Like I very much had it in my head that what was going to happen was that like Elena was obviously going to find out these are like her vampire boyfriends and like her best friend is a witch and she's just like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, And that like Tanner was going to be the one who was going to like expose all their secrets. Right. Like that's how integral I thought he yes. was going to be to this entire show. And he was gone. Yeah. <laughs> I laugh every single time I watch this episode. It's so funny. It was like, it was like, I did not feel sad. It like, it felt like it was meant to be funny. I don't know. I thought it was very funny. I think it's, it's one of the first true like flexes of the writers of like, we have to have a sense of humor with this show, you know? Mm -hmm. And I just think it's such a flex. Like it, it cracks me up every single time. So um yeah so that's kind of my my holistic um, perspective of this episode it's not the greatest episode of vampire diaries but it cracks me the fuck up i laugh every single time so Mm -hmm. okay so let's get back into like breaking down the episode uh just to let you guys know i made a couple of discoveries uh in the last couple of weeks i bought a book 
called Love You to Death. It's the unofficial uh, companion guide to the Vampire Diaries. (laughs) Yeah. Super fan. She wrote a book and she goes episode by episode and does kind of like her breakdown. It's written by a super fan. Who's it written by? Tell me about her or him or they. I don't know. Her name is, man, I read the chapter of her um, explaining how she got into stuff. I think she was like kind of I, I feel like she was kind of like a like a me <laughs> like just had found herself okay. like really up in the fandom and she had uh she had like a, a wine night with friends and then found herself online and was like you know part of the the fandom and ended up uh getting so into it that she she wrote four books actually she did season one through oh my four God. Yeah, her name's Chrissy Calhoun. I'll go back and and put together notes about her, um, but she's really funny. Um, Wait, one, well, shout one out to her. I'm season? so glad she's she's here. She wrote a book for season one and another for season two, three, and four. Yeah, she wrote four books. Oh, I feel yeah. like that's more effort than yeah. The- <laughs> creators of the show put in per season yeah <laughs> no, the, the amount of research that this woman does um is pretty amazing um so this is going to become my new bible um i bought yeah. it i bought an ebook so i have it on my tablet um and then also the other resource that i think i'm going to be leaning on is fandom.com let me make sure that's right Shout out to fandom.com. fandom.com. Definitely a sponsor that we have right now. Yeah. And <laughs> thank you. Thank you to them. Hashtag non-spawn. <laughs> For your fandom needs. Yeah. Fandom.com. Fandom.com's uh, Vampire Diary section is really in-depth. It's, it, you know, it's like a wiki for, for Vampire Diaries. Um, so I've been, you know, leaning on those two resources a lot while getting ready for um, this episode and upcoming episodes. Uh, so I'll try to remember when I am pulling information from one of those two uh, resources, but I've kind of like ingested it all into my brain with my own thoughts. And, you know, if I ever screw something up, call me out on Twitter. Um, (laughs) um, Okay. So the recap, uh, the episode synopsis on fandom.com reads mystic falls is rocked by violence. Elena tries to ignore Bonnie's warnings about the disturbing vibes she gets from Stefan. Tyler tries to embarrass Stefan by throwing a football at him. But Stefan effortlessly catches and passes the ball back, impressing everyone with his skill. Mr. Tanner reluctantly lets Stefan join the football team. Elena decides to invite Stefan and Bonnie to dinner, hoping that the two will bond, but the evening is disrupted by the unexpected and unwelcome arrival of Damon and Caroline. Finally, the town is shocked by an act of violence. So I thought that you know finally 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 the town is shocked by an act of violence it's been a minute minute, yeah (laughs) that that description Um, makes me think it like it's not necessarily a vampire attack it's like you know uh racial violence or like (laughs) domestic violence like it's an act of violence Mm -hmm. (laughs) just kind of vague yeah uh, mm. So I think the A storyline is is football, right? Football is Hell yeah. and cheerleading. Um, <laughs> and I think, you know, hashtag Stefan's a joiner, right? Like, <laughs> hell yeah. That throw was insane. I didn't know you played football. I used to. It's a long time ago. So why don't you try it for the team? Yeah, I don't think so. 
So you don't like football? No, I love football. Uh, I think it's a great sport. But in this case, I don't think football likes me. You saw Tyler over there, and we both know how Matt feels. They don't know you. To them, you're a mysterious loner guy. Wouldn't hurt to be part of, make some friends. Says the girl who spends her alone time writing in a cemetery. Hey, come on. There's more to me than just gloomy graveyard girl. It's a whole other Elena that you have yet to meet. She was into everything. Very busy. Well, I look forward to meeting her. And when will that be? Soon. She's working on it. I think a lot of it is like, you know, trying these personas that make you feel a little uncomfortable, right? Yeah. Well, it, it's, it sounded like Elena used to be a, a bit of a joiner herself. And so she's... You know, she's trying to get back into the things that she used to be into. Yeah. Uh, and trying to decide whether she still is a joiner, right? Like, yeah. now that her parents are, have died, she's an orphan. She's trying to take care of her brother. Like, does cheerleading matter anymore? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, Caroline says it. She's like, she doesn't like cheerleading anymore because her parents are dead. Like, we all know that. Like, she's going through a blah phase. Like... <laughs> It's just because her parents are dead. Like, get over it. Going through a blah phase. Jesus. <laughs> um, she <laughs> Tyler throwing the football at Stefan's head. Why is this such a trope on television? Like, what a... Does anybody do this? Like, oh, I'm going to throw a football at the back of someone's head. And what what do you think you're going to accomplish? What do the writers think that the character thinks they're going to accomplish? I just don't understand the the trope. Sam, you're a... You're a cisgendered white yeah, guy. Yeah, you know. Uh, tell me, tell me about this kind of. I've culture. thrown and ca- caught my fair share of footballs. Let's just say. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I was gonna say something about that. I, I feel like that is a totally a trope, and yet I've never seen that happen, and I don't understand the motivations behind it because, like. One, I mean, football in this day and age is not like the be all end all like sport that I feel like it was, you know, 30 years ago. I'm I'm sure in certain mm-hmm. towns and all that it is. But like, yeah. To, and also, like, if you don't catch a football that you weren't anticipating, how does that reflect poorly <laughs> on you? <laughs> exactly. I don't understand why it's always in TV shows and movies and stuff. I just don't. I don't get yeah. it. Well, I believe, actually, I'm going to have to go back and confirm this source. But as we all know, um, as we all know, um, Elena, a.k.a. Nina Dobrev, used to be on my favorite teen soap opera, Degrassi, Mm -hmm. um, specifically Degrassi, The Next Generation, (laughs) which aired um, here in the United States on the end, circa like, mm, I want to say like 2002 to like 2010 is when I think that channel folded. The um, and she, the N first, it was noggin. Then it was the N. Then it was teen Nick. Uh, um, okay. And it like very specifically just aired like Canadian teen dramas, mm-hmm. like Canadian programming. And then also like a weird smattering of like, teen based reality shows like, mm. but it was like a very low lo- like low budget like third tier spinoff of Nickelodeon but it was very big in Canada um, anyways Nina Dobrev played a character called Mia um, and her thing was she had a 
child she had a baby <laughs> and so she tried to go back to cheerleading and they told her you can't you have a baby <laughs> like you have a child so like in this show she can't do it because her parents are dead and in Degrassi she can't do it because she has a child so like the poor girl can't win she just wants to be on the cheerleading she team she's got a lot of drama although I guess she missed yeah. summer camp and so she goes to practice and she's terrible <laughs> she's terrible yeah. I mean she's and like she she doesn't give a shit either. Yeah. She's just like, oh, like I suck at yeah. this. Like, I'm just gonna go stand in the back. It's a good thing I'm pretty. I can just go get up like a uh, a job where I'm pretty. Yeah. Like I'm just gonna go do that now. Nina Dimmer is actually a really great dancer. So watching her trying to be terrible at cheer really made me laugh too. Does she have a dance background? Yeah, she was a dancer. Oh, yeah, good for her. There's some video. Um, I forget what artist it is, but like she's the dancer in their music video. And it was pretty recently. Like, it just came out last year. I'll have to find the link. We'll, t- we'll tweet that out, too. I uh, inserted a... I mean, was it in a Drake video? Because they starred oh, yeah, on Degrassi yeah. at the same time together. So she might have been in that, like, reunion video that came out from Drake a few years ago, where it was, like, a big Degrassi reunion. I can't remember. Oh, I, sh- I think she is. Is that I'll, it? I'll look it up. Yeah, I'll... We'll look- I'll- I'll handle the Degrassi. Okay, Don't we'll worry. find it. I got you. <laughs> As the resident Minnesotan, I'm just very keyed into like Canadian culture. <laughs> I love it. Um, Stefan, so they're in class and with Mr. Tanner, because it's the only teacher that we get to meet. Uh, Stefan knows everything in history. They repeat the whole like rapid fire thing, <laughs> which is hilarious. He knows everything from, I guess, 1864 till now, every date in history. Uh, and so Tanner can't stand him because Stefan shows him up. But then when he decides he wants to go play football, of course, Tanner is the football coach. <laughs> and he's a dick on the field, too. Varsity trials for last spring, Mr. Salvatore. I, I wasn't here then, sir. And you're not here now, as far as I'm concerned. Mr. Tanner, I realize that you and I didn't get off to the best start. And I want to apologize for that. I've played football before, wide receiver mostly, and I'm, I'm pretty good. Well, I won't be asking you who won the Super Bowl in 71. 71 was... Sorry. I understand that, sir. Just to see you get knocked on your ass. Borrow some gear. Go! Before I change my mind. Let's run it again! Well, and frankly, if Tanner wanted to get him, if Tanner was a teacher worth his salt, which we know he's not, and he didn't want him to like play on the football team, he would have been like, wow, you're really good at history. You're really good at like smart things. Like go join the quiz bowl team. Like (laughs) he could have easily passed that off very easily. Pass that buck. But he's a bad, he's a bad teacher. And I'm just going to say it. I'm going to say it right now. He deserved it. He got it. He got what was coming to him. So... (laughs) So I think that's tanked. the way most of the vampire. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's the way most of the vampire diary fandom feels about it. <laughs> um, so Stefan, with his super hearing, can hear Matt and and Tyler talking shit on the field. They're a little offended that Stefan's coming in and showing them up. So he lets them hurt him, uh, breaks his finger, and snaps it back in with his vamp healing. <laughs> Which, like, I thought that was kind of hot. Like, I was like, oh, I get it now. So just. <laughs> flagging that bookmarking that moment for this series and then at the pep rally later just continuing down the football line at the pep rally later you know tanner's like on the mic like trumping up stefan uh and 
like Stefan's like I think it's the first time we see him smile. <laughs> like he's really excited about joining this team. It really makes me laugh. Uh, it's so ridiculous. He really has been lonely. 160 years old and he's really excited about joining this high school football team. It makes me wonder like how how many other times has he joined the football team? Like how many yeah. iterations of this? Like I mean and I assume they'll like back go through his background a little bit more but like has he done this before? Like, how, how does he know how to play football? Like, I mean, I know he's like a super vampire, fast, whatever thing, but like, you know, football takes like a weird specific set of like skills. So like, has he done this 20 years ago? Like, did he learn how to play football in the 80s, well, in the I, 40s? Well, I think that there's the inherent um, assumption that you know, vampires are super fast and super strong and and I, I think also super accurate. Yeah. Right? So mm. football wouldn't really be hard for him. If anything, he has to like tone down his physical ability to like seem like a 17-year-old boy. Yeah. Right? If he wanted to, he could just, you know, be doing backflips all over the field, but he's just trying to play football like a normal kid. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually would go even a step further of like, I want to know like how many times he's done this. And I also want to know like the furthest he's gotten, like, has he like won a state championship yeah. or like, did he get to do like a round where he was like a third stringer on like the Super Bowl? Like, yeah. he, he didn't quite play, but like he did get to dress yeah. like, you know, like I want to know how far he got. It's like, I want to know, like, is he going to go that far this time? Obviously not. <laughs> Season's <Yeah>. over. <laughs> this, this one didn't work out. Uh, not, not making it this time. When Tanner was like, um, well, I guess I'm not going to ask you who won the 71 Super Bowl. Just so you know, it was Baltimore Colts beat the Cowboys. In seventy one, I looked it up. The Baltimore, Baltimore Colts. Yeah, Baltimore. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cool. Back before they stole it from yeah. Um, yeah. What I was gonna say was like you know I mean I, I get him being super fast and super accurate and you know whatever but like I feel like football more than maybe some other sports like requires like knowing the playbook you know and knowing like very I mean it's just got a lot of rules football is like yeah. You, you, yeah, you know, it sure does. That's why it's so yes, boring. Exactly. It's a bad sport. <laughs> well, that's that's the thing. It's like you can't just like you can't just like show up one day and be like, oh, I know what a hike is and what a, like y there's so many little like things that you can screw up. So I'm just curious about his history with football. Like you can't just like show up and be like, I'm super fast, super strong. I know how to play football like you wouldn't know what, you know a down was or a field goal or all those sorts of things like so i think they will i'm trying not to spoil things um they're... oh my god does football come back into play <laughs> like is that a significant plot point so there will be an is it not the throwaway storyline you thought it was do there... we have to understand football for the show no I'm so fucked. <laughs> there will be an allusion to football later on, and uh, Stefan learning about football in the past uh, in a oh. in a later episode. Um, but also, I think that you know, after he catches the ball that Tyler tried to throw at his head, and he and Elena are walking down the hall, she's like, "Did you play football? Oh, you don't like football?" And Stefan says, "No, I I love football. I think it's a great sport." So I think you can assume that he at least, yeah knows football whether he like played college ball in the 70s that i i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i bet that would be the best time to play football yeah. is like college in the 70s. yeah 
so then, um, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was going to say also during that scene where he's like, you know, football, like I used to like football, like, but that was a long time ago. I think we need to start some sort of counter where he just says, but that was a long time ago when he's pretending yeah. to be a 17 year old where it's like, okay, <laughs> you know, you're 17. Like what, what did that happen when you were 13? <laughs> yeah. like, what's a long time ago <laughs> to a 17 year old? <laughs> exactly. Like, well, we dated uh, a, a long time ago. It's like, well, when would that have happened? Like there's a very short window. Yeah. The whole Catherine thing was a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys date in middle school? <laughs> and he's still all fucked up about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, Stefan wants to be a joiner and Damon ruins everything. That's I think the the moral of the story, right? The aristocrats. <laughs> <laughs> and Damon has promised him a lifetime of misery, and this is one one step in that direction. Killing the football coach. Was it cathartic to watch the asshole coach get killed? Is it like teaching Mrs. Tingle kind of cathartic? I don't know if cathartic is the word. Um, I mean, I guess like in retrospect, but like I think I was just like so taken by it that I was just like, <laughs> okay, so now now the show has a point of view like we're going somewhere like all right i'm i'll ride this train <laughs> between like stefan like cracking his knuckle into place where i was like cool like got it like ready to get horny for this guy and then like him dying i was like sweet so we've got a little something of everything for me and apparently football and so football. we're gonna get a good sports drama too <laughs> i really understand now like the genre mixing that we're doing <laughs> on this show teens and vampires teen horror vampires. teen soap horror right like it's yeah all, it's all just a little a little, little of everything a little bit of everything a little bit of everything in kevin williamson's world yeah yeah <laughs> uh so elena asks uh bonnie and stefan to come to dinner at her house bonnie is being very weird around stefan and uh she wants them to bond um she orders takeout and puts it in bowls uh and Elena asks Bonnie to tell Stefan a little bit about her witchy history. Why don't you tell Stefan about your family? Um, divorced. No, Mom. Live with my dad. Hmm. <laughs> no, about the witches. Bonnie's family has a lineage of witches. It's really cool. Cool isn't the word I'd use. Well, it's certainly interesting. I'm not too versed, but I do know that there's a history of Celtic Druids that migrated here in the 1800s? My family came by way of Salem. Really? Salem witches? Yeah. I'd say it's pretty cool. Really? Why? Salem witches are heroic examples of individualism and nonconformity. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I didn't learn much about, like, I've read since... I've read more in depth uh, since watching this show and uh, knowing that the Bennett witches are, are from Salem. Um, but did you guys learn a lot about the Salem witch trials in high school? I feel like they brushed over it and I didn't really learn a lot. No, like in, in like the Brainerd school districts, like that is like, we didn't learn about Salem witches cause that's the devil. And like, <laughs> you know, like 
we're a public school district, but we're like a Christian public school district. So we won't be doing that. <laughs> like we had talks about like how magic cards are the tools of the devil. So no, we did not learn about the sale of witch trials in high school. <laughs> yeah. I don't think, I don't think, I don't remember learning anything really. I mean, I'm, I, I remember learning that it happened and yeah. about, yeah, that's about it. I remember learning about like pilgrims. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like that's like, we learned about that. <laughs> yeah. And I, I wonder if it's one of those things where like in Massachusetts, they probably learned a lot about it because it was like I local bet. history. Yeah. And you know, we learned a lot about the civil war and battles in Virginia here. Um, yeah. But Stefan calls the Bennett with the, the Salem, which is heroic examples of individualism and nonconformity. Uh, I think the, the metaphor that we're supposed to draw is that um, a lot of those women were were different and so were persecuted because they were different and were accused of witchcraft, whether they were or not. Um, so just a, something, a little something to, to take with you moving forward. Uh, I think that, uh, oh, at some point he says, well, I know that a lot of Celtic Druids came here in mm-hmm. some time. Uh, that's a, a, a little nod to the books. In the books, Bonnie Bennett... Or, Bonnie was Bonnie McCullough and she had red hair and green eyes and was like her past was Celtic Druze instead of Salem witches. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Little shout out to LJ Smith. Yeah, well shout out, yeah, shout out to the Irish one. Mm-hmm. That's that's dope. Mm-hmm. Um Bonnie at school was doodling in her notebook. <laughs> the notebook's really cute. It's got like a broom and a crystal ball and a cross and she's doodling little little witch doodles um and she keeps doodling the numbers 8 14 22 over and over and over um so she's getting a little bit more of her uh she's she's believing a little bit more that she actually is psychic when those numbers turn up after after tanner's death so uh bonnie's story is moving forward a little bit um and she's still freaked out by Stefan, but I think that the dinner party really kind of did her right. Um, she's she's feeling like Stefan's probably good for Elena now. So, um, okay. So the next storyline, Damon and Caroline. Um, <laughs> Guide us gently through this one. This is really hard for Here me. We go. Okay, this is really hard for me. So the cold open is Damon and Caroline in bed, and you know, um, she wakes up, she realizes that she's been bitten. Um, she's trying to creep out of bed. Uh, they do the typical jump scare. She turns around and, and Damon's there. Good morning. Do that. Ah, 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 ah. Get away from me! This could have gone a completely different way. She starts throwing things at him. He vamps out right his eyes do the thing mm-hmm. um and then he attacks her and then later on um she seems okay right obviously he's compelled her to be okay with uh this abuse that he is 
putting upon her. The general internet is of two minds and I don't have a stance one way or the other. Half of the earth believes that Damon is raping Caroline. Half of the fandom believes that Damon is compelling her to let him feed on her, but that Caroline was sleeping with him anyways. Well, I don't like think that those are two entirely different scenarios. Like if, if, if Damon is using his powers to take away someone else's agency mm-hmm. or take away someone's able ability to give consent in like a right frame of mind, then that is rape. Like that is what it is. Yep. Like if you can't give consent, then it's not consent and that's it. Yep. So I don't actually hold those two as separate viewpoints. Yep. Like, yes, he is compelling her, but like part of that means like it is an assault. It is rape. But so is the assault just him feeding on her? So that that's where I think there's a lot of like people get angry at people saying that he's not raping her because he's compelling her to to feed, not for sex. Hmm. Like the implication hmm. is well, I mean, I think go ahead. I, I mean, that gets on like I guess that gets into weird legal territory. I'm not a lawyer by any means, but like, and I guess it depends on probably what state they're in, to be quite honest, if we're talking about, like, reality and a very sad state of affairs. Um, but, like, if he's feeding on her, like, that's an attack. That's an assault, at least. Like, it's a it's a crime. We'll, like, we'll go with, like, it's definitely a crime. Like, just as it is for him, like, as much as I loved seeing Taylor get got, or Tanner get got, like, it's a crime. He murdered someone. It's a crime. Yes. (laughs) I think that some people are okay with the, the physical violence, the, the non-sexual violence, right? Because it's vampires. You're, you're expecting Mm -hmm. that. Um, I think that some people are much more of the camp. Damon is never redeemable because he's raping her. And the other hmm. camp is saying he's not raping her. He's compelling her to feed and he never compelled her for sex. She would have been sleeping hmm. with him. She wanted to sleep with hmm. him. Right. I am just taking the storyline as it is. <laughs> yeah. I I am. I'm letting what the writers are saying to be overt. Like that's what I am. That's what I'm going with. Um, I wish that they were more clear because this has been an ongoing conversation for 11 years in the internet. Um, but is what it is. And I was, if, yeah. if either of you had strong opinions one way or the other, I was curious. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, so I, Carol. Yeah. I was, I was going to say, I, uh, well, one thing I'm confused about the whole feeding thing where like, she, she's not a vampire or, as far as I can tell, right? Like she can go out, but she has no memory of things happening to her. Like it, I I just couldn't tell like where she was, where she was mentally. Like, was she aware that she was Mm. being fed upon or not in this episode specifically? In this episode, we don't we don't know we just know that damon is compelling her and she seems to be okay after that night 
the next day. Yeah. I mean, he brings her to the football field and she comes with the scarf around her neck to cover up the the bite marks and she's chipper. Caroline, nothing's wrong. Oh my God. That must be the mystery guy from the grill. That's not a mystery guy. That's Damon Salvatore. Salvatore? I mean, Stefan? I got the other brother. Hope you don't mind. Sorry I'm late, girls. I, uh, was busy. All right, let's start with the double pie turkey hurdler. What do you say? Um, they show up to the house and bring dessert, and she obviously has been compelled to never take, to not take that scarf off. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's a really nice scarf. Hmm. Thank you. It's new. Can I see it? I mean, would you mind taking it off? I can't. Why not? You okay? Um, all I know is that I can't take it off. What are you two kids talking about? So we don't hear Damon compel her, but she's obviously being compelled to at the least keep his secret or forget about what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Which, to be fair, like, seems like the two scenarios that if you are in a, an abusive relationship, like, you do tend to take one of those two paths. So I don't think it's... Yeah, it's I think the writers are handling it as well as I can see them handling it right now. But like it is like I'm glad it's something that we brought up like early on in this show, because I think it's also part of the reason that I never really gotten vampire stuff because I'm like that like. Ow, yeah, Yeah. ow, (laughs) (laughs) come on. Uh, And. And I guess the last bit, you know, so at the at the dinner at Elena's house, Damon and Elena are doing dishes. And after seeing him being such a monster and, and so aggressive and creepy and terrible with with Car- and abusive with Caroline, um, he's like so flip and flirty with Elena in the kitchen. And while I think he's, you know, trying to plant seeds of doubt in her mind about Stefan and, and Catherine, he's also being kind of open and honest with her. Like, I quit cheerleading if I were you. Why do you say that? Oh, I saw you at practice. You look miserable. You saw that? Am I wrong? I used to love it. It was fun. But things are different this year. Everything that used to matter doesn't anymore. So don't let it. Quit. Move on. Problem solved. Ta-da. Some things could matter again. Maybe. But it seems a little unrealistic to me. I'm sorry. About Catherine. You lost her too. You know, you should you should quit cheerleading. You obviously don't like it. Like you be you who are you now if that's not you anymore um and when she says to him you know she's sorry that he lost Catherine too i think you see something in his in his his eyes he's he's mm-hmm. seeing her a little differently and there's a little bit of humanity coming out in him um but whether anyone cares or not because he's so terrible as as he's such a monster um i wrote down damon is confused by sympathy <laughs> 
Hey. So there, I wrote that note hey. down. I just want it on the record. Mm-hmm. Yep. But then he goes into the living room, and Stefan's like, "She's not a she's not a toy, you know. Like, why are you doing this to to Caroline?" And he says, "That's what's normal for me, you know. I'll I'll do with these humans whatever I want." Um, it's a lot of flip flopping back and forth of how the audience, I think, is supposed to to see Damon. Um, at the end, as Stefan's writing in his diary, um, you know, he says, Damon is a monster. He must be stopped. Um, and in the same scene, the same montage, you see Damon in Elena's room, like, you know, caressing her cheek. I'm wondering. So I, I can't tell if he is looking at Elena with affection because she looks like Catherine or because Elena showed some sympathy for him. I think they leave a big question mark there. Mm. I feel like at this, well, at this point in the show, it's supposed to imply that he's just like pining after Catherine, but I don't know. After Catherine, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like she looks like Catherine. He wants Catherine, that sort of thing. I did skip the scene after the, the failed football game. Um, He, tries to kiss Elena. He tries to compel her. And uh, Stefan had given her the necklace with the herb that, um... oh, this is when they introduced Vervain. Sorry, I'm a little all over the place. So this is when they introduced Vervain. Um, the necklace that he gives Elena has an herb inside of it, right? Right? She's like, is that mm-hmm. rose that I smell? And he says it's an herb. Um, Vervain is an herb that protects humans from being compelled by vampires. It is poisonous to vampires. So um, did I mention this last week that if, uh, if a vampire touches vervain or drinks vervain, it's poisonous to them. So uh, if you spike a vampire's drink or you put it in food or a human has vervain in their system, um, it is poisonous to vampires and it also protects humans from being compelled. So if you drink vervain in your coffee or you have it in a bracelet or on a necklace, uh, you can't be compelled. So that's how Stefan is trying to protect Elena from his brother after, you know, Damon gets, uh, invited into the house, etc. Um, so when Damon goes to try to compel Elena and, uh, tries to kiss her and she smacks him. I think that surprises the shit out of him. <laughs> I love how he's like touching his jaw and, you know, like, like it actually hurt when, you know, Tyler had just like punched Stefan in the stomach and was not phased. Like nothing hurts them. I don't know yeah. why Elena's smack hurt so bad. Um, it was his ego. Yeah. His ego was bruised yeah. and he needed comfort. And he felt in his jaw. <laughs> <laughs> That's where one's ego lies. We all know this. <laughs> this is canon. Yeah. This is canon. Get a glass jaw. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I think the final storyline would be um, the Jeremy, Jeremy, Vicky, Tyler trio again. Um, in the beginning, Vicky had bought concert tickets, and Jeremy like blatantly says, "Were you only sleeping me for sleeping with me for drugs?" And she's a little offended, but I mean, valid concern, right? Yeah. Mm, I suppose, yeah. Yeah. Um, but also, I feel like if you're like, you know, a serious enough like drug dealer, like, 
that's gotta be like one of the risks of the occupation <laughs> is people sleeping with you for your drugs like also valid <laughs> <laughs> i don't know like come on also valid um i don't know why he's torturing himself he's always at the freaking grill watching vicky work why are you there dude yeah just like sipping on diet cokes like it's truly just like a server's worst fucking nightmare <laughs> just like this teenage kid like won't leave is there like harassing one of your waitresses and just drinking diet cokes and probably doesn't leave a no. tip it's probably free refills so you're not you know it's not like you're getting yeah. extra money every every coke yeah i'm very right. curious about the whole economy of the grill because i did not <laughs> I did not grow up in small town America, but like for a place like that to exist, just it, it boggles the mind to me. Just I mean, I did grow up like in small town America, but like, yeah, yeah, like that's the thing is like, there's not, there's not a place like you hang out at the Perkins or like the parking lot of the Wendy's if it's like <laughs> late enough, like, yeah, you, like there's not a bar you can go hang out in. Like, <laughs> Like, you're 16. Like, no, you can't yeah. hang out in the towny bars in, like, <laughs> small town, like, Minnesota. Like, God. <laughs> I mean, I guess they're they're playing pool, right? Is why they're yeah, there all the time. Yeah. yeah. I guess it's maybe, like, on par, like, if I'm trying to think of, like, what it would be on par with, it would be, like, a, um... Like a, like a Buffalo Wild Wings, I guess. <laughs> like, maybe exactly. it would be, like... An inappropriate comparison. Like, yeah, yeah I yeah. guess, like, if you're 16, you can go hang out at Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah. Or I, if you're... You and know. drink Diet Coke all night and, like, eat one or two wings <laughs> and watch the game. I feel like I feel like the analog in on, like, the East Coast is, like... And I, I, I didn't grow up in Jersey, but I went to college with a lot of guys that grew up in Jersey. And everyone went to their diner, I think, in high school. Mm-hmm. So I think that mm. is like what they're going for, but I feel like that's a very Jersey and maybe Eastern Pennsylvania specific thing. Like that that doesn't exist in like rural Virginia, but maybe I don't know. We'll get some callers in uh, to uh, you know debate us on <laughs> rural Virginia <laughs> diner politics. I listened to another TV recap podcast where they got like a phone number where people could call in and leave voicemails mm. when they wanted to, instead of tweeting or sending emails. I was mulling that over on um, whether we should do that or not. We'll see. I think our Google phone number is free. Like, I think you can just register one and be like, it's mine now. Yeah. It's my number. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe we should do that. Maybe once we get some listeners. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 I want, I want to snag like area code, like, call us <laughs> maybe it could be like covington georgia area code. <laughs> like, <Yeah. please. laughs> uh before jeremy's able to leave the grill tyler like you know shoulder checks them and they they almost get into a fight like it's freaking testosterone man i don't understand and then matt says to vicky like what are you doing vic i'm like what is what does she do she's just working <laughs> Why? She's just at her job. Yeah. Everyone needs to get out of her job. Why are, why are you all at the grill? Go away. I don't like she's doing her job too. Like as a waitress with like a big fucking bandage on her neck. Like she's probably getting asked all the time about it. Like, what is she doing? Like, what are you doing? Get out of here. Like she's trying to like 
pay back her medical bills. <laughs> Get out of here. And her boyfriend's a dick, and she keeps telling Jeremy it's yeah. a no-go. Like, I don't understand what Matt thinks she did. I, I, poor Vicky. She probably just wants to take a nap. Like, why don't you all, like, leave so she can finish her job and do that? That's a lot of blood. Like, come on. <laughs> she, want, she wants to go to the Posers show. This is That's what she wants to do. Which exactly. is the band. The Posers. Yeah. I don't yeah. think that's Posers. Band, right? Posers. Playing at the rat. Playing that's what at she the says. rat. <laughs> Playing at the rat. Do, uh, I hope we get to see yeah. the rat. I hope the rat is like a, a character just like um, w- the bait shop was on the OC. <laughs> I don't think we see the rat. Damn it. Ah! I don't think that we do. Spoiler alert. Well, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to do I'm this podcast sure anymore. You're not, I don't <laughs> I just want to make sure you're not waiting for seven seasons for the rat to appear. <laughs> the rat appears in the end credits. We all know that. This is not the way I wanted to, like, you know, lead you through eight seasons was with suspicion on when the... Eight? <laughs> I thought it was six. Wait, how many? <laughs> I feel like every week we add another season. Like, where do they come from? Uh, I'm going to stop talking about it now. Um, <sighs> I love that Jeremy is just openly pouring liquor at the football rally. At the pep rally. Just liquor bottle. Fuck yeah. Like, go for it, Back of the pickup truck, like, basically next to the football field. There's so many adults well, I... there. Who didn't stop him? I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I don't get it. And so... then, you know, Tyler's, like, getting ready to play a game, and he picks a fight. And literally, like, while Stefan's breaking it up, I think Jeremy was trying to kill him. He tried to go at his neck with a yeah. broken glass bottle. I, I... He's tweaking, man. Like, yeah. you know? Every time I see know. that scene, I'm like, what What were the writers doing and the director doing? I thought it was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. Um, but- that is also a crime. That is attempted murder. Like, yeah. everyone on this show needs to go to jail. Yeah. And then he just walks away, wasted, like, drunk, walks away. No one stops him. Like, he didn't even get in trouble. <laughs> These uh, Kevin Williamson, man, like no students ever have any repercussions by any adults ever on his shows. Not even like a minor in consumption. Like, come on, just like, come on. Never. It's public urination, maybe. (laughs) Like, you know. But I feel like some of these things are just rites of passage for young adults. Yeah. But if a teacher is like kind of rude to the students, he dies immediately. So there's, you know. Welcome to the world of Kevin Williamson. Yeah. Who <laughs> yeah. hurt you, Kevin? Don't trust any. <laughs> like, let's unpack that. Let's unpack that abuse narrative. We love you, Kevin. Come on the show. Yes, please. Uh, Matt is like the nicest guy ever. He, uh, you know, if we're talking about uh, Elaine is trying on this new persona or, or trying on her old perso- persona. Mm-hmm. cheerleading and Stefan's trying on this new persona. Uh, Damon's just leaning into his villain persona. Uh, I think Matt tried to be what Tyler said he should be, you know, show her, show her what she's missing, you know, or show her that she chose the wrong guy. And uh, Matt tried to go along with Tyler and what did he call it? I think he needs a buddy pass. They, they That's when they like, tackled him on the football field. I didn't even understand what that move was on the football field. Um, but then, you know, Matt saw what Stefan did for Jeremy breaking up the fight and comes over and, you know. You're going to be able to play? Oh, yeah, I'm good. 
Uh, what you did back there? Get yeah, Jeremy's back. Yeah, uh, he's a messed up kid. Somebody's got to look out for him. I know. This week at practice, I was a dick. Had your reasons? No excuse. Good luck tonight. We're lucky to have you. Shakes his hand and, uh, I think, alluding to a bit of a bromance. In the books, Matt and Stefan actually become very, 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 very good friends. Like, Stefan calls him his best friend. Mm. Um, Aww. Yeah, it's very sweet. So, um, I just think Matt's the nicest guy ever. I love their bromance. Uh, he finally tells off Tyler. Tanner's MIA. I think he had a little bit too much beer. Don't talk to me right now, all right? I'm pissed at you. What's your problem? What's my problem? You're my problem, all right? You're a bully. A freaking 12-year-old bully, man, and I'm sick of it. I mean, what was that about tonight, huh? What's beating up the new guy gonna prove? Or screwing with my sister? Or pummeling my girlfriend's kid brother? A girlfriend? Look, I don't know how to tell you this, but she dumped your ass. Are you for real? You want to hit me? I'm on your team. This was over the line, even for you. And then poor Matt finds his dead football coach outside. Oh, you know you win some, you lose some. <laughs> I say poor Matt a lot. Um, so you'll hear that a lot over the, the next four years while we're doing this podcast. Uh, and then Vicky, you know, as much as I was defending her, she's, leads jeremy on again you know it wasn't just for the drugs and it's like oh, just giving the kid, poor kid more hope keep in with the narrative that it's never going to happen i i feel bad for jeremy um i think we hit all of the major plot points um let me let me check my oh wait you know what uh one big thing that we didn't get was the numbers so I watched the scene where obviously we know our guy got got. Oh, hello, my cat is in here. Oh, hello, kitty. Hi, kitty. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so I got that at the um, when he got got when Tanner when Tanner got all gobbled up. Yum yum yum. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw the parking spot was twenty two, and I saw like the license plate with some numbers and I assume one of them was eight or 14, but I thought it was a little bit more difficult to like parse that out than I would have anticipated for what felt like a lot of repetition throughout the, like this, the site that seems like it was just kind of a wild coincidence. Yeah. And, and I also feel like those numbers weren't, I mean, she saw them at the scene of the crime, but they weren't like significant numbers. Like she could have easily yeah. looked. Yeah, like there were a feet. lot of numbers there. Yeah, like there she could have looked five feet to her left, and she would have saw parking spot twenty three, which was also there, <laughs> and then parking spot twenty. Right. It was in a parking lot. Like all the numbers are there, <laughs> and I'm sure there were a yep. lot of parking, you know, license plates that were also, uh, you know, different. Yeah. Numbers. Even on the license plate itself, itself, it said like 400 years. And so like, I just looked at 400 and I was like, well, I don't know how like 81422 is like 400 years ago. Yeah. I was like trying to make that math work. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I guess. But then I saw 22 on the pavement. And of course I could have just rewound, but I didn't. So here we are. <laughs> I don't know. Well, since, well, since this is a hyper local Northern Virginia Vampire Diaries <laughs> podcast. 
all our all our listeners will know that that 400 years was the common standard license plate when you got it in mm-hmm. Virginia between like 2002 and 2012. So because it was what did it stand for? Uh, it, was, it was 400 years of like Stay white ahead. people or yeah, statehood. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think it was white people. Oh yeah, we white people. We we don't have one of those in Minnesota. Yeah. We uh we we didn't we didn't get a commemorative one. It of was those. it was the Jamestown. It was whatever Jamestown was, which was I think 1612. So so it was it was that. Yeah. Um, so I don't think I know what Jamestown is, but yeah, we learned we learned a lot about Jamestown in <laughs> Virginia history. Instead of Salem. Instead of Salem. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we learned a lot about the river, the mighty Mississippi, uh, yes. you know, yeah. and logging and Paul Bunyan <laughs> and like how to escape a bear. <laughs> like, that's what we learned. Uh, any other random thoughts or anything from your notes that you wanted to go over? Any other questions I can answer? Oh, I had a few uh, vampire uh, questions I would like to throw to the group. Um, uh, we Vampires don't sleep, right? They don't sleep? They do sleep. They do mm-hmm. sleep. During the day, though, right? In coffins. Un- like, upside down. Like bats? <laughs> no. <laughs> they sleep. They have beds. Stefan has... They sleep in just, just regular, regular beds. Stefan has a bed. Yeah, he's Stefan sleeps okay. in a bed. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. That's... <laughs> I mean, that's how I sleep, so I can't judge anyone. Maybe that was my only one. I think maybe I got everything else answered. I think maybe I had more questions, but that was the only one that got written down. <laughs> oh, we saw a bird. We saw a bird in this episode. I know. There was a bird. There was a bird. There was a very fat bird in the in the window. Yeah, I think it's episode five is the last episode of the bird. When I first said maybe two or three, I was, I was wrong. I think it's episode five where... Uh, <laughs> The, the the bird will make its last appearance. Does it like explode? Does it get eaten? Gonna, Does the bird get I'm eaten? I'm not going to tell you yet. <laughs> You'll see soon. Only All two right. episodes from now. Okay. I have a specific Damon question, not question, more comment. Uh, but I feel like he, his hair, I mean, I feel like everyone changed their style a little bit from the pilot, but I feel like he got rid of between this episode and the last episode his middle part which was my <laughs> least favorite part about his character so i'm happy to see it go <laughs> yeah the haircut gets better but it's still a little mullety i i don't have a problem like it's with that, really kind of shaggy in the back but still not happy yeah yeah um one thing that i noted was uh stefan comes over and they're Oh, oh, Elena's having that dream about making out with Stefan, and then he turns into Damon. Oh, yeah. And that's when we see oh, the yeah. bird. Good for her. Yeah, because that, that's when we see the bird, right? The bird's in the window. And mm-hmm. so what they are alluding to is that Damon is still controlling that bird, and Damon can influence people's dreams. So just like he can compel, he can also get in your head while you're sleeping. He knows when you are sleeping. He knows when, when you're, you're awake. awake. That's right. He knows if he's been bad or good. <laughs> uh, and then the only other thing from my notes was, oh, first appearance of Damon's Camaro. That becomes a, 
uh, a friend of the show. Damon's Camaro makes a lot of appearances. I think it's a pretty cool car. Nice. Um, okay. Did I miss anything? Um, okay. So <laughs> visiting the forums, I visited <laughs> fanforum.com again this week and I found a couple of, uh, winners uh there's a user named blondie uh she says damon gah key slam <laughs> seriously he's getting hotter and hotter what keeps he is what keeps me watching i am so loving his character <laughs> yeah ian is doing an amazing job he is scary sexy and mean and i freaking love it i also love that we have seen him let his guard down a bit i thought the slap was hot. The tension was great. I still don't like Elena much, but I enjoy her a lot more in scenes with Damon. When Damon said, or I could just eat her. Damn, that was hot. <laughs> like, I don't understand how people are internalizing the storyline. Let's get ick. her on the show. Oh, that's so it. Yeah. Can we, can we, can, can we get her on the I'll show? I'll probably message Blondie and see if she wants to be a guest. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. My goodness I, what? I mean i get that you know again i think a lot of these users read the books and so when season one was happening sure. they're they're channeling um their feelings about the characters from the books into the show and and what they see um but still like taking the storyline as it is like i just don't see how you can like already be shipping damon and elena it doesn't make it it just doesn't make any sense to me i don't get it uh username anna says omg the show is getting cooler by each episode i think it's all because of damon killing innocent people he is awesome oh. <laughs> i don't want her on the show it. i don't want to talk to her <laughs> fucked up um she was really excited about damon and caroline and she says damon and caroline aren't gonna happen it's obvious after this episode i'm sad scene with damon damon and elena was priceless the way he kept touching her cheek though i'm upset elena only turned him down because of the necklace it would be cooler if she was able to resist him anyway thus the creator would hint she is special and it would provoke damon's interest now she's just another human with weak will and a necklace boring Speaking of psychics, I don't know why, but up to now, Bonnie just seems like a waste of screen time to me. Too much time and attention is paid <laughs> to her, quote unquote, realizing her special abilities. And then uh, another user. It's so fucking I rude and also wrong. Also wrong. Like, I, like, also wrong. I am here for, like, Bonnie the Reluctant Witch exactly. storyline. I'm here. I'm ready. I know. And then uh, this user, London Grammar, replied to her, said, I'm more interested in Bonnie's lame psychic abilities than the lame triangle of doom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Which I feel like is the right attitude, in my opinion. That is the right attitude. Mm. Plus one. Can we upvote that? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go back and tell London Grammar that we appreciate their comment. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Who wins and who sucks? Who wants to go first? <sighs> Hmm. You know, um, I mean, who wins? That that's a that's a tough one. I mean, Bonnie continues to be probably the most interesting character. I feel like because they they do a good job of balancing for her. Like the, I'm not sure what's going on but I'm interested and I want to know more. 
Whereas I feel like even without knowing the backstory necessarily of Stefan and Damon, like it sounds like there's a lot of history, but the way they talk about it makes me not interested in it. Um, so I would say I, and I don't know if it's, I, she necessarily wins, but Bonnie continues to keep my interest. Um, and who sucks? I mean, Tanner sucks. That's pretty simple. But I kind of wish, like, he sucks, but I wish he didn't die. Like, I want to see. <laughs> are you going to give him, are you going to give him the sucks title on the episode that he dies? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, he sucks, but I want him to continue to suck. Like, I want to yeah. watch him suck and I want him to be that, like, kind of annoying antagonist and root, some, you know, someone to root against. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, he sucks because he dies. Like, if you die you lose so sorry tanner <laughs> like that's how this that's how it works right <laughs> so history is written by the victors <laughs> <laughs> oh boy oh boy ah oh geez well right, is there bonnie hmm. and tanner yeah bonnie and tanner all right hannah what you got uh you know uh, uh as far as like who rocks like you know i uh i came around to elena this week i was like all right like i'm glad that like i'm now like on our protagonist side mm -hmm. at least a little bit um i uh you know and frankly like if we're also looking at this in terms of like who's in the best position like elena has that necklace now that like I mean, it's super fucking ugly. I also need to get that out there. That ugly, that necklace is so fucking ugly. I hate it's it. the ugliest necklace I've ever seen in my life. I hate it. Um, yeah, uh, but like, she can't be attacked by vampires. That's really dope. Yeah. Um, so like, she she gets she wins this week. She wins. Yes. Yeah. Um, and she gets to land that like really solid slap on Damon, which like you'll love to see it. <laughs> um who sucks i mean god so many people i mean the patriarchy let's start there <laughs> um you know uh i guess the police in this town as well as animal control as well as like <laughs> you know like get get it under control um <laughs> I like I just like I had no patience for Jeremy this week like he sulks around he's a huge baby like at least when he was like getting high he was interested now he's just like doing shots of fireball and like drinking diet cokes like who cares get out of here I don't need this this is just extra noise now I don't want it I don't want it yeah I mean you know if you're gonna drink why are you at the pep rally go somewhere else I don't, I don't... yeah yeah, so I'm 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 picking siblings this week. Sibling pair. Yeah. Uh the the dead parent duo. Uh they rock and they suck and let's press forward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um I think for me, I wanted to say Elena. Um I appreciated uh her sympathy towards damon even though she doesn't know shit about damon yet um <laughs> i think that she was doing a good job trying to bring her best friend and her boyfriend together i think that you know she's she's doing a good job holding it all together uh but i 
for me, I think it's, I think it's Stefan this week. I think he is showing some, you know, some desire to uh, not just like creep around Elena and, and like, yeah, just kind of be a creep for selfish reasons, but he's trying to, you know, put himself, insert himself into her life in a way that she wants. And uh, so trying to bond with Bonnie and joining the football team and, you know, just trying to find a normal way to be a teenager in Elena's life. I, I appreciate his efforts, even though it's got to feel really fucking weird to be in high school and join the football team. Um, but you know, I think he's, I don't know. He seems pretty proud of himself. Yeah, I think he, I think he's, he seemed like he was having fun, you know, and I feel yeah. like we haven't seen Stefan have a lot of fun yet. So um, I think I'm going to go with Stefan for this week. And for who sucks. I, yeah. I think it's, it's, it's Damon, the whole Caroline thing. And um yeah, <laughs> it's just <laughs> Damon's a lot right now. So I'm also going for yeah. siblings, but I'm going to go for the Salvatores and Hannah. You went for the okay. Gilberts. All right, all right, all right. Um, does this episode suck? Do you have a rating for today? Um, I will say that TV.com gave this episode a seven point seven. Uh, IMDb gave this episode an eight point one, and for TV.com, that's the lowest rating so far. The pilot got an 8. Episode 2 got an 8.1. This episode got a 7.7. 7. Um, and then on IMDb, it's the highest rating so far. 8.1 is, is higher than episode 1 and 2. So um, I don't I don't quite know what to make of the different demographics on TV.com versus IMDb. But uh, who wants to go first? Do you have a rating for today? Sam, I'm always going to let oh, you go okay. first. All right. That's just how this is going to go. <laughs> Um, it's my birthright. Uh, <laughs> age before beauty. Uh, uh. I, I, you know, I want to. I really wanted to like this because I, I thought the football thing was like a good angle, but I feel like it didn't really deliver with like it wanted to be a football episode without necessarily knowing how to make it a football episode. Um, and so of the three that we've seen so far, I did not like it or I I think I liked it the least of all of them. Um, so I'm going to say like a five out of 10. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't awful, but it was like, there were like, I, I could have seen it done better, I guess. Mm -hmm. So, all right. I'm going for a five. Hannah, how about you? Um, so I actually, like, I, I finished this episode and I actually, this is the first one I watched with, um, Spencer, my partner. Um, and like, we got to the end and I was like, I just don't feel like there's like a lot there for me to sink my teeth into, but like that I, you know, talk to you fine folks and I found plenty. Um, so I'm going to go with my original gut reaction of six, um, which is not, it's not like because I thought it was a bad episode. It was just like I'm kind of ready to like get the party started. And I hope that with um, you know, that kind of shocking ending there, like that that gets the action going a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um but we'll see. Um I also like I'm still at a point where I'm like, okay, if there's enough happening here and there's enough build up that something's gonna go, but 
I'd like to start seeing it go is, is why I'm just sticking with a six. Yeah. Uh, Chrissy Calhoun, who wrote uh, Love You to Death, the unauthorized companion guide. Um, when she was talking about uh, season one, she has different sections for each episode, right? She, where she's breaking down this, the episode and she goes through the rules and um, she talks about the the history lesson, right? So as you're learning about Mystic Falls and uh, Back's story and Salvatore's story and the witch's stories, like she has a section on what did we learn about the universe and in, in the history. Um, and one of the sections that she talked that she has is the diabolical plan. So, which I think is like the overarching plot, right? And so Damon has alluded to town might need a wake up call. And Stefan says, you know, what are you up to, Damon? And he says, that's for me to know. I need a dot dot dot. And you know, we there there's there's something going on that will uh, be developed over the course of the season. But I think at this point, it's just like, oh evil brother in town and we don't quite know what the the plot is yet but i do promise that there is a diabolical plan that will be mm. revealed um we are just still kind of setting universe and doing some character development and you know let's let's show stuff and having a little fun and being a joiner and uh things will develop it's just it's happening slowly so mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. yeah um i I'm going to give this episode a seven. I probably would give it a six, but uh, just the fact that Damon like kills the football coach and therefore kills the football <laughs> season and in the football episode, I just, I just think it's the writers just like really being funny. And I appreciate, like, I'm always looking at things from the writer's point of view and like thinking about Kevin Williamson sitting in the writer's room and them having a big whiteboard and like, you know, trying to, trying to map the season out and then like, okay, what are we going to do with the football episode? Well, let's kill the football coach. And then we don't have to do football anymore. You know, like I just, I think it's fucking hilarious. It really makes me laugh. Um, so I'm going to give it a seven. Uh, and then let's see. Um, I will say I didn't do it this week. I, I, I don't have one for this week, but my plan is to uh, tweet out a link to a fan fiction each week. Oh, hell yeah. Hopefully finding one written or at least posted the week that the episode came out is my is mm. my goal. Um, mm. This is so early on in the show, though, that um, everything that I found that was written either September 24th or the week of um, it's all. It's all Stefan and Damon like incest smut. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, let's go, buddy. Like, I'm sorry if we're going into the fan fiction world. Like, we're gonna have to get used yeah, to it. Yeah. Right? Hold your nose. Yeah, just, just figure it out. If you're interested in reading some Damon and Stefan brotherly smut, um, <laughs> have I got a resource for you? Uh, so. Yeah, once we start, uh, you know, we're still recording and, and putting some in the till before we before we launch. But by the time this episode goes up, I will I will have some fanfic to to put out there for you. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully, it won't all be incest smut moving forward in the future. I would guess it's going to be like forty percent incest smut, though. <laughs> like yeah, over the course yeah. of like I think that's... yeah, just over the course of the show. <laughs> It's going to be something maybe, maybe 30% if I'm being, you know, 
generous. <laughs> oh, one rule I didn't talk about, and it might've been obvious, um, was when Damon and Caroline show up to the Gilbert house and Damon has not been invited in yet. And Stefan mm. tries to, you know, stop Elena from inviting him in. Did you notice that Caroline was like, get in here, but he still mm -hmm. couldn't. So it has to be someone who lives in that house mm. who invites you in. So you can't just have a random person invite you in. So that's another rule that they established this episode. Um, okay. We did it. You guys. Nice. Fuck yeah. Quick and tidy. Quick and tidy. I like it. Um, I will, uh, we're going to get our social media going soon. Um, I'm going to be editing episode two this week. I, my audio in episode one was really, really bad. Um, but I think it's going to be better from episode two moving forward. And that's why editing episode one took so long. How does, how does the rest of the audio sound? I'm sorry. I haven't even listened to it you yet. You guys sound angelic. It's my audio. Oh. It's like really terrible. So, oh. yeah. <laughs> you guys sound flawless i think i'm gonna i put a disclaimer up on the front of the episode saying sorry i'm so warbly and i tried to fix as much as i could um i and also for my like squeaky chair <laughs> <laughs> that became very apparent while i was editing as well um but uh things will get better i promise um okay um i hope you guys have a great week and um until next week all right. Sounds great, friends. This is so good. Thanks, guys. Good timing because my uh, neighbor just started to play the guitar. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck with that. <laughs> All right. Have a good night, guys. See ya. Bye. Oh, it's just because her parents died. Yeah, I mean, she's just totally going through a blah phase. She used to be way more fun. And I say that with complete sensitivity. <laughs>